Vox Quick Hits. I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Fox Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. I'm Alana Oaken. I'm a deputy editor at The Goods by Vox, and this is The Best Money I Ever Spent. It's an essay series that we run all about the things people buy, both big and small, that affect their lives. And this week, we have a wonderful piece by writer and editor Max Uffberg about a purchase he made at the very beginning of the pandemic. He made kind of a big move, going back to his hometown where he hadn't lived in years, and ended up buying a kayak for $475, split with his girlfriend, that helped them figure out how much they actually loved where he came from. Over the course of the decade after I moved away, I saw my fondness for the place where I'd grown up slowly fade. Northeast Pennsylvania is beautiful, I had no doubt, full of forests and brooks, but I hadn't seen them in years. I spent the better part of my 20s in California, seduced by the pristine shorelines and palatial mountain ranges. I'd visit my childhood home outside of Scranton one or two times a year, but it was usually during the colder months when the trees were naked and the sky was perpetually gray. Even after I moved back east in 2019 to take a new job in Manhattan, I rarely went home, and when I did, it was only for a night or two. I had grown spoiled by the shimmer of California and New York, and the northeastern panorama became something to be endured, not enjoyed. When my girlfriend and I left New York for Pennsylvania at the beginning of last March, we assumed it would be a quick trip. This COVID thing might take a few weeks, we thought and our apartment was lacking in certain amenities, functioning water lines for one thing. But those weeks became months, which became almost a year. We broke our lease, moved our lives into storage, and now spend our downtime ambling through the very landscapes I'd once been so eager to leave behind. After a few months of Pennsylvania living, I started to realize just how wrong I was about this place. And for that, I have a Blue Crescent Splash 2 tandem kayak to thank. To be clear, I was reluctant to purchase the kayak. Thanks to my years out west, I've spent a lot of time on the water, and it's not that I didn't want one. I just couldn't rationalize the cost. $700 for the kayak, another $100 for two adjustable seats, and $150 for the paddles. Even though my girlfriend and I agreed to split the expense, an arrangement that did little to mask the fact she was accommodating my wish list and not the other way around, it still felt like too much. This was a summer of inexplicable pain. How could we buy an oversized toy boat? Finally, one hot July day, while I was taking a break from my umpteenth round of, but should we? She swiped her credit card. I knew you'd never actually do it, she told me matter-of-factly, and she wasn't wrong. I couldn't even feign anger as I thumbed through my phone to open Venmo. It was ours. The Crescent Splash 2 is not the most attractive watercraft out there. 12 feet front to back and 69 pounds of aqua blue polyethylene, it's sort of the Mack truck of kayaks. Depending on how you configure the seats, it can function as either 
a solo or tandem vessel. An especially appealing feature given that I'd be taking the kayak for solo excursions at least half the time. I was the one with the background in paddling, racing outrigger canoes. Picture six people chugging through the open ocean in a narrow 40-foot canoe, on teams first in California and then in New York. The pandemic had put a stop to outrigger, no practices or races for the foreseeable future. Here was a pretty close second, albeit one that was relatively foreign to me. From the outset though, when we took the kayak to a small nearby lake to give it a proper test run, I could feel the familiar sensations. The technique was undeniably different. Kayaking requires a smoother stroke than outrigger paddling and is much more of an arm workout, but the net effect was still there. I quickly got lost in the swift dip of the paddle into the water and the buzz of birds and crickets that broke through the quiet. The inherent repetition of paddling, whether it's a kayak, a canoe, or anything else that will float, can always be counted on to clear my mind. It's simple meditation through action, the same as what you hear surfers and knitters describe. I was instantly hooked. Even now, I'll head out for a pre-work morning paddle several days a week. Sometimes I sneak in an evening session, weather permitting. Northeast Pennsylvania, it turns out, is a kayaker's dream. Rivers and streams snake through the region's hemlock forests, and public lakes dot the rolling countryside. Pretty quickly, my girlfriend was smitten too. The unexpected satisfaction of a boat gliding exactly where you tell it to, our long drives through backwoods to find the perfect launch spot, it's all so uncomplicated. It wasn't long after we bought the kayak that I'd find her sitting on the couch staring at Google Maps, trying to pinpoint a new body of water for us to explore. We'd giddily scan through satellite images of snaking deltas and oddly shaped lakes, knowing fully well that these small public kingdoms could be ours to share in. My parents seemed especially pleased, proud even, when we'd tell them about our modest exploits. See, they say? Like we said, it's not so bad here. Of the many outings that have followed since we purchased the Splash 2, there's one I don't think I'll ever forget. Last fall, we drove an hour east, through empty fields and over an old steel bridge, to a boat launch on the New York side of the Delaware River. We dragged our bulky little boat onto the river and started on a 10-mile trip. In the beginning, the route was packed. Families and throngs of young people had come to the water to laze about on the big, inflatable rafts that were available to rent. Other groups had pulled off along riverbanks to take out their grills and their portable stereos. Everyone we passed seemed happy, and maybe a little drunk. It was the closest thing to a party I'd seen in months. It wasn't long before we left the crowds behind. And then it was only the two of us out there. For the next ten or so miles, we would dart the kayak around the river, finding little rapids to pitch our boat in every direction, and grassy riverbanks where we could pull off and aimlessly search the riverbed for stones to skip. We spent much of the day paddling at a leisurely pace, one that allowed us to chat and point out the fish and birds. At the end of the day, we hitched the kayak to the roof of the car and, on our way back home, stopped at a roadside inn to buy ourselves each a beer. I might just be making up a convenient narrative in my mental recreation of that day, but I think it was during that run down the Delaware that I realized how much I love being home. 
our adventures, and our retelling of those adventures to my parents the next day. The otherwise humdrum existence of life here, where going to the gas station slash grocer counts as an outing. I've learned to love the smallness of it all. I can't imagine we will stay in Pennsylvania for good. Our jobs are in New York, as are most of our friends. But I won't forget this rare window of time we've been afforded here. And while I am here, I'll never take for granted how nice the buzz of insects sounds above the water.